Hello and welcome to Above the Clouds, the Angel City podcast with two homies formerly of the Upper Deck. I'm Jeremy Rist. And I'm Kyle Scoble. We're your co-hosts who review the home games and talk about everything related to the club's second season. All right. We're officially in season two, y'all. We made it. We got the sound effects to come with it. We're ready. Hyped. But we're coming. I mean, I don't know if I really want to call this like an emergency episode, but if you asked me like this time last week, if we were going to be recording this episode, I probably would have said yes. You would have said no. Yeah. And I would have probably said, why would we? Right. Not much to talk about. And then um, we had a little two trades in one day by Angel City. And we ended up with the number one pick in the draft. Yeah, it was almost like the trades were kind of a, a mean to an end. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, just one of those kind of multi-team deals where I think maybe the players and the pieces getting moved were essentially in our interest. Like, mm-hmm. really, we just wanted the top pick. So we yeah. kind of moved mountains to do that. We wouldn't um, have done the first trade without the second trade kind of a deal. Right. So not like we had a player, yeah. we're planning on things with that player and then moved on from them. It was uh, just to get this number one overall pick. But um, yeah, what do you think, Kyle? What do you think of the move? Well, I think it's pretty freaking... It's it's exciting now. So we're recording this on Tuesday and last night at midnight Eastern time, 9 p.m. Pacific time was the deadline to register for the draft. Mm -hmm. And we got word that Alyssa Thompson, the 18-year-old commit to Stanford, now turning pro, phenom, has registered for the draft. And so that's kind of the last domino to fall into place. And um, I'm feeling, I'm I'm really excited. I don't, I mean, this is the kind of play that if you can, if you have the possibility and the ability to get her, you do it. You know, kind of no questions asked. Yeah, absolutely. I wasn't like to supplement that. It's like, I mean, she's 18. She's from LA. She's Latina. She's a rising star. The Valley. Um, Shout out the Valley. It is a part of LA. Some people think it's not. Um, Big big debate. Big debate. Actually, to be honest, I'm still on the fence, but that's maybe a conversation for another time. You can Um, bring that up with Jeremy outside the stadium, y'all. Yeah, and maybe Ramsey and uh, Julio could help me get to the bottom of that one as well, too. Um, but anyway, so yeah, she's she's local, um, you know, and signing like a local teenage phenom who plays forward is probably like what every team hopes to do in the offseason. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she was playing with the national team a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. So. Um, which is great experience. Uh Seems like uh, in doing some research on her, a couple notable things like Gatorade Player of the Year, Mm -hmm. um, signed a historic Nike deal with her sister as well, who I guess is coming up and and equally highly regarded. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So they're in high school signing a Nike deal with the the new rules to the NIL stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. They were kind of pioneers in that. Um, Looks like they were playing with MLS boys academies as yeah, well. Yeah, she was in like MLS Next Pro, which is freaking cool. I had no mm-hmm. idea that was happening. Yeah, um, me either. So yeah, so training at a very high level, um, people really high on her, obviously going to Stanford, even mm-hmm. being recruited by Stanford is a great accomplishment. So 
um, coming really with all the the bona fides of um, a, a breakout star and uh, looks like she's kind of in the mold of a Kristen Press as mm-hmm. a type of like player. So yeah. she's um, lining up kind of wide right for the national team from the mm-hmm. stuff I watched. So totally. Mm-hmm. Totally. I even saw it when I was watching highlights. I was like, oh, she runs with her arms out, kind of yeah, like Chris totally Press. I was exactly. like, oh, shit. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we were kind of talking about it. I wonder if um, maybe there's like a 4 2 3 1 if we're sticking with the midfield we got and just kind of have Weatherholt and Ricaro just planted in front of the defense and then let the front five kind of just do their thing. Um, but she also fits into the four three three if Freya wants to go back to that. I think she could play wide right, no problem. Um, and and yeah, so uh, you know what it, the the formations we've seen, I can see her slotting into them. Um, we gave up another draft pick and about five hundred thousand of allocation for her though, so she it was not cheap by any means. Mm-hmm. Um, and not that that's a bad thing, but um, it's just a reality of it and. I just I can't imagine we have a ton more allocation money floating around after spending five hundred thousand. I mean that's it's a couple contracts. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. And at the same time, though, you know, Kansas City's signing everyone and their mother too. So <laughs> somehow they're they're coming up with a way to get the money. So. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, that's true. So uh, on that note, Kansas City signed Dabinia, mm-hmm. Um which is. Probably as good of a free agent signing as you can make in this league right now. Yeah. Interesting uh, that it took so long, right? I mean... Well, I'm convinced. This could totally be me wanting it to be true. But um, her announcement coming so quickly after the deadline for the draft makes me think Angel City was kind of in her ear and was like, if it doesn't happen with Alyssa Thompson, you know, we might have something for you. So I wonder mm-hmm. if she was holding out, but maybe not. I mean, I, I could see you connecting those dots because they were announced at such similar times that, you know, maybe the players involved were kind of uh, in, in talks with each other and knew, like, mm-hmm. you know, if the ball fell this way or, yeah, if if Alyssa decided to forego the draft and go to college, then we're really, like, allocating all that money to Dabinia instead. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I just, you know, even in covering this space, I feel like you would probably agree with this, is just, like, didn't really even know or consider Alyssa Thompson to be a name that was in the in running play. as even in play. Yeah, yeah so it's, <laughs> exactly. It's another, you know, kind of shocking move. Um, as women's soccer grows more popular and gets more coverage, maybe these moves will become like less shocking and, and mm-hmm. random feeling, and maybe they'll become mm-hmm. a little bit more um, predictable as you would have on the men's side if there was a stud teenager, I think back to like Freddie Adu and, and the right. amount of press and fanfare that he got for, totally. you know, signing with DC United, the rollout's been, um, I mean, somewhat similar, but a lot different as well too for yeah, Alyssa yeah, yeah. Thompson. Um, yeah, no, I think that's a great point. We were all kind of like, wait, who? And mm-hmm. <laughs> we had to look her up again. Uh, I think it was a name we kind of recognized from her getting called up, but mm-hmm. it wasn't a name I was familiar with by any means. Yeah. Um, and so, and I was like, oh yeah, those girls that signed with Nike, I was like, oh, that was, yeah, like yeah, right. It was like, right. Those, my... the sisters. Yeah, 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 definitely. Definitely. Um, but yeah, but I, I want to, I want to make a point real quick about Kansas city. Um, well, I was, was going to say they also signed two, uh, 
Chicago Red Stars that were quite good. Right. As well. And they're getting back Lynn Williams and Sam Mewis off injuries. Yeah. Yeah. So huge. Um, <laughs> as, as a finalist last year uh, in, in the finals against the Thorns, obviously they had a good season. I wasn't like blown away by Kansas City. And I think we did pretty well. F- we um, actually, I think, beat them. Or yeah, did I think we tie we beat them in the year? But we definitely got good results against them. Yeah, and and I mean, it, you know, speaks to like the competitiveness of of the league and how every team is pretty close for the most part. So, um, but the obvious thing that stands out with Kansas City and what they're doing different and how they're able to attract a player like Dabinia is the combination of this training complex and stadium that are specific to. The them. Kansas City Current. So this yeah. is the first training complex and the first stadium that is for professional women's soccer. They're not sharing it. Mm-hmm. They're not renting it from somebody else. Like it's just theirs. Um, unclear to me on whether or not they'll be playing in that stadium this season or if that's something that's going right. up for the next season or whatever. But it does look like it's happening. I wouldn't expect any holdups. Um and it looks like it's in a 11,500 person capacity, um, which is a, a perfect size for $117 million. Yeah, 117 mil. 50 year um, lease agreement. Yeah. And it's yeah. right on the water, too. I mean, they're, they're yeah, doing. Holy shnikes. It I looks am gorgeous. Visiting this stadium. Yeah, it looks gorgeous. <laughs> it's, it's becoming a Whoa. destination for sure. Yeah. No, I, I, that's great. And that's exactly it, though. And that's, I think, where we talk about Angel City kind of has that destination feel to it as well. Playing in the stadium mm-hmm. it plays in and having the, the size of the crowds that they do, like, that makes it a lot easier to pitch a player on coming. Yeah. But you know what we don't have? Our own training facility? Yeah, the training complex. Like, this yeah. is this it's is elite. Cool. And I don't know exactly where... We're training, but even in the videos that I've seen just on like YouTube and stuff, it looks like just a very mundane kind of like field somewhere. You know, it's not, mm-hmm. it's not a thing that's just going to kind of like fill you with pride and, uh, you know, be just kind of like feeling like a really pampered, you know, kind of like spoiled professional athlete the way that this complex looks like it will kind of do. So totally. um, if that's what wins out, you know, you got to shake their hand and be like, okay, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. This is exactly it. You, you, you can't be mad about this. No. Nah. You got to respect the game. Yeah. And hopefully, you know, they, yeah, I don't think Kansas city. Well, I don't know. I can't speak too much to that, but we also have, allegations and punishments and penalties coming down now for a lot of these teams. I think of like the North Carolina courage and the Chicago team and the Portland Portland team being like particularly embroiled in this scandal. I don't think of Kansas city as much. No, um, not Kansas city. There's some allegations against um, Louisville Louis or Louisville. Sorry. Louisville. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, nothing I'm aware of with Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah, the league announced four former coaches are never going to be able to be hired again in the league. And mm-hmm. a slew of other people have conditions that need to be met and or discussed before they can be rehired. Mm-hmm. Um, some fines were levied. Mm-hmm. One of which I was a little confused about. I don't know if you saw that tweet I made. Um, but a reporter was talking about how 
when all of this came out, Merritt Paulson made that, he made a one and a half million dollar donation to start like a fund for like player protection or something to that degree. And I didn't realize he had done this either. But in their announcement, they said that that was him paying his fine. So I don't know if that's the league just saying that or what, but that was a little confusing to me. Um, so, I mean, the I I can provide zero clarity on on this <laughs> or what's happening with the fines or where the money's going. I mean, even yeah. when I see that the NWSL is fining something two point two million. Mm-hmm for whatever I'm kind of like who and where is that money going and also like how do you find yourself if because the yeah, NWSL right. was also <laughs> right. culpable so, in plenty of this you know stuff too so I don't really understand who's getting paid but one thing we know the worker won't get paid this is still America exactly yeah so here's here's the tweet I was talking about that confused me context the one million dollar fine incurred by the Portland Thorns as written in the NWSL release it is the same $1 million originally announced by Merritt Paulson as a pledge to support the establishment of an NWSL player's safety office. So I, I then was like, so Merritt's money wasn't a donation or the league chose to count the donation as paying of the fine? Because I'm confused. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the wording of that is um, confusing. Yeah. So Yeah, I don't know. But it's good to see them like take the step of like really kicking people out just outright, not just like you can't come back for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and like it like, seems thoroughly investigated as well. It's not yeah. kind of like a, you know, oh, we heard a rumor and we kicked mm-hmm. a guy out, you know, mm-hmm. kind of thing. So yeah, it seems like uh, most of the people getting kicked out did stuff worthy of getting kicked out. Yeah. Yes. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. And on that note, it might be a good moment for a quick little break. All right, let's take a little break here. Let's cool off from all these off-season moves. Come back uh, on the other side of this side. break. Yeah, we'll be we'll be speculating. Speculating. So welcome back. Um, so we've gone over a little bit of the trade that we made to be the number one overall pickers here. We're going to get Alyssa Thompson at first. Um, got the Dabinia trade, some of these suspensions covered. Um, what's that leave you thinking, Kyle? Where are we at going into season two? You know, I think there's still a little... I'd like to see a midfield signed, a midfielder. Um, I should say, not just a midfield. <laughs> um, I just really think at the very least, we just need a fourth player of starting quality. Um, mm-hmm. At the very least. I do think we need an upgrade at the midfield. Weatherholt and Ricaro are a little too similar for me. Um, but at the end of the day, they're both starting quality, so it's not yeah. the end of the world. Um, but I do think uh, another a fourth midfielder um, cause like we said, you know, we noticed, you know, at the end of the last year when we were doing best, McCaskill was really kind of playing that second forward. She wasn't really in the midfield anymore. Yeah. And so I think it'd be nice to kind of maybe try to start there too next year. Um, but, but yeah, 
You know, I think though at the end of the day, getting Sarah Gordon back gives us some flexibility. We we have the the talent flexibility to change our formation if we want without any more signings. And has um, she played center defensive mid before, or am I making that up? I'm not a hundred percent sure, but she's fast enough and like skilled enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and like we were talking about, maybe Paige Nielsen with her passing could be a good fit there. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, and you could do like a diamond midfield where that, or where that like center back is really more of a stopper than anything, and it's mm-hmm. kind of like a glorified midfielder, and it's really just a pushed up defender. That's a traditional six, I would say. Yeah, you know, so like there's ways to do it where the defender isn't too out of place, but they're still farther up the field. Sure. Um, and so I wonder if there's some ways we can do that, um, especially with Gilles coming back. Even without Gilles on the roster, I think we could do it. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, I'd, I'd like to see maybe something there. Maybe we use our Challenge Cup to experiment this year, huh? I mean, let's not hold our breath on that again. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't happen last year. <laughs> um, Thank you. Thank you for talking some sense back into me. I got, yeah, I got no. a little too, a little too excited right there. No. But that, that's um, my bad. That's my bad. No, no, it's okay. <laughs> uh, I mean, roughly, I think we're we're going into next year then with DD at at goal. Yeah. Um, the two center backs are probably going to be. Uh, this one, Gordon. I'm actually a little curious. I think it'll definitely be Reed. Reed Reed is a lock, and then maybe Gordon or Nielsen. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know. I'm a little curious. I'm a, I'm a little curious what happens there. Um, we resigned Spencer. Right? We signed Spencer, and we still have Lucy. So huh. Lucy. So maybe a Spencer Lucy kind of combo at right back again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we resigned Riley. Riley. So left back is good, and we have Hammond there as well. Riley, maybe Hammond backing her up. Sure. If we did a diamond in the midfield, mm-hmm. um, I could see Alyssa Thompson fitting in at that right midfield yeah. spot. I think the clips that I saw of her national team performance was uh, particularly like interested in getting like stuck in and proving that she was there defensively, that, which I was kind of like, okay, this is good. That actually was my biggest takeaway watching the highlights was she's kind of kind of like likes getting stuck in almost yeah. like she came in against Spain and like the first thing she did was just leave her foot out. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. okay, like, all right, yeah, I yeah. can, I can definitely get down with that for a player with a smaller frame. I think that's an important thing to, mm-hmm. to prove when you mm-hmm. step up a level is like the physicality won't be too much for me. That's my biggest question with her. And that's yeah. like any 18 year old, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like, how does the physical side go? You yeah. know, assuming she is ready from the talent side, how is the physical side? Because that's kind of like that twofold thing. Um, I think this is where the training with the fellas will come into play. Yeah, um, from a speed yeah. of play, especially because like high school's nothing compared to pros. Yeah, I mean, high school is nothing compared to college. Yeah, exactly. Much yeah. less. So yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, but no, that's good. I mean, I think uh, I think having her be almost kind of like an endo on the right. That's exactly like it. What and we're that, looking at. So I think you can really create a lot of space there. And like they can almost create more ISOs for each other just by being on the other side of the field. 
All right, I'm getting excited as we're talking about yeah. this. But so Gosh, imagine you, like then, you just totally took the words right out of my mouth. Though I was like earlier driving home, I was like, man, is this kind of like an endo on the other side? And now we can really kind of be manipulating the defense from a space kind of perspective. Yeah. So then check this out. We got McCaskill playing attacking center mid mm -hmm. um, with then Weatherholtz on the bench or okay. Ricaro's on the bench or both of them are on the bench. Mm -hmm. Endo playing left mid. Mm -hmm. um, and then up top, you could have LaRue, assuming she's healthy. Mm -hmm. um, and then and like, Charlie. And or Emsley. Or Emsley. Yeah, totally. Totally. I mean, yeah, maybe Emsley. I think I'm a little higher on Emsley than I am Charlie. Yeah. Yeah. Emsley would start. I mean, I Charlie, ended Charlie off the bench. A, yeah. Emsley ended strong. And Emsley did end strong, and Charlie has that speed that works really well, like off the bench. Yeah. Um, um, but that's a, I mean, and then tell, like, if press comes back, yeah, in form, you're starting then, like, press LaRue up top with, like, Thompson, Endo, McCaskill, mm -hmm. and a version of kind of Gordon or Nielsen, Nielsen or Ricaro. Yeah. As a six, you know, another way I could see it going is like a four, two, three, one. So the same back line, Weatherholt, Ricaro parked in front, and then a three of Endo, McCaskill, Thompson with LaRue, Emsley, or Charlie up top as a lone forward. I could see that mm -hmm. working out well as, you know, I only like that with LaRue up, up top. Yeah, I think that definitely plays best with LaRue for sure. Um, for sure, for sure. The two forwards can definitely help and get people playing off of each other a little more. Um, now I mean, that's a formidable lineup too, though. I think we beat a lot of teams with that lineup, dude. I mean, you do Four, that two, three, one, and then you do that, and then you get press coming back, and you put her at the top of that. You know, I think you could yeah. really fuck people up. So, yeah, yeah I think, I think the, the important. You know, it's thing interesting. With, yeah, Thompson's okay. really sorry. Go ahead. No, no. You, you, I was going to say it's like, even though she really is an attacker. Because she can occupy that opposite side, it is almost unlocking a lot of options from a formation perspective. Yeah, because you know you'll get some attacking something from her. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. When it was always kind of a little lopsided last season when press went down, especially after press went down. With the majority of the attack coming down the left? Yeah, with McCaskill being in the middle and then Endo kind of being the other person that can do stuff. Yeah. And now it'd be a little more balanced and you can kind of poke and prod a little bit more. Yeah. Um, I want to talk briefly about the other big name that people were floating around for a second once the trade was happening was um, shout out to Duke, uh, Michelle Cooper. Mac Herman winner, college exactly. player of the year. Yeah. Um, Which is another uh, name that I was not super familiar with. You know, honestly, like it's a little embarrassing, but I wasn't either. Um, wow. And I hope, so I I hope don't, we have a Duke alum that listens here and can just like <laughs> give you a little shit for that. I really I tuned in to watch the Duke UNC ACC tournament game and I kind of mm. just saw Duke defending. Mm. Um and it did not do much for me thinking like, man, what a stud attacker <laughs> they have up top. You know, I mean they were just like pinned back in their 18, just clearing balls out. Bummer. Um so I don't know. It was a tough way to have the first impression for for yeah. her, but um 
I don't know. I mean, I'm really psyched about Alyssa Thompson. I think this is going to be great. I also just like, you know, think this is our, our kind of complaints or basically calls being answered of like saying like we had such a massive fan base and such a outpouring of support for this team. Yeah. We need to do some sort of major move in this off season to kind of like keep ourselves with this like momentum going forward. Yeah. You know, if we, if we stagnate and, and just kind of resign a couple players and let some other players go and just kind of run it back with the same thing, you, we'd have the, the risk of like losing some of that momentum. And I totally. think like this move, getting a number one overall pick, just kind of doing whatever you needed to do to make that happen is a splashy kind of like front pages type move. Um, it puts this team more in a Lakers category than a Clippers category. Totally. My, my LA people understand the <laughs> comparison, you know? Well, and I think it also like, I mean, maybe this is the new GM coming in and just kind of sitting down and just being like, y'all, like we cannot be boring. We cannot have a home game with the playoffs on the line and lose one nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Like you just can't do that. Mm-hmm. And so they went out and got, you know, an attacker that can be with us for a decade if we want. Right. If she wants. But like, this is exactly that kind of move that addresses that that issue. And immediately, yeah. Exactly. And then maybe next offseason it isn't that big of a player, it's two starters. You know, it's about reevaluating, figuring out what we need right now. And and right now this is the big picture of of we need a star that can keep that stadium going. Yeah, absolutely. And keep the yeah, keep the people coming with the and then up the not just filling it to 22,000, but mm-hmm. like having 30,000 people want to go to the game, but yeah. only 22,000 allowed in. Yeah. You know, and then you make get this it, energy. Make it hard for, for, for season ticket holders in regards to reselling their tickets or not, because there's so much demand. Yeah. You but know a signing I mean? like this will do that. Exactly. It exactly yeah. does, dude. It exactly does. There's going to be... Plus so- you sprinkle that local on top of it yeah. too, man. Like that is... It's super cool. That's really cool. Yeah, it's good. I mean, it's just like <laughs> you can take you can take your daughter to a game now and point to a player on the field and say, you know that local high school that we drive by? That's where she was last year. Mm-hmm. That's the coolest thing ever. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's crazy. That's what was so cool about Yedlin being on the Sounders was he was from Federal Way. We all knew where he was from. We know mm-hmm. where that is. You know, that's what really makes the like the long term fan happen. Well, and it's a it's a great testament to working within a weird American system, you know, with our draft and everything. Like and the lack wor- of academy. And the lack of academy. Like worst case scenario is like that player comes up, says she wants to enter the draft, you're sent to North Carolina. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just like I mean, I'm shitting on North Carolina because I'm from there and I know it's it's truly not that bad, but it's just like <laughs> trying to use an example of totally, you know, a girl coming up in LA yeah. and doesn't have an opportunity to play at the local team that's got all this like celebrity backing and money mm-hmm. and kind of influence. And instead, like the team is picked for her. I think it's one of the worst elements of the American draft system. I mean, it works in the NBA, it works in college. And, or, uh, it works in football, kind of, but 
and yeah, like, these other sports, nah. Yeah, and and the, the layer of complexity too with women is the laws in regards to controlling their bodies. They might be going to a state that they don't necessarily agree with. Mm-hmm. You know, and and that's like a whole another layer to not having control over where you work and where you live. Yeah, exactly. The, so the politics of it all is totally is more serious. Yeah, totally. But but yeah, I think we 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 got our girl, and I'm I'm pumped. I cannot wait, and I really, I might be getting a Thompson jersey. Oh, you're just gonna commit? I'm thinking about it. Wow. Because I got I got the jersey last year with no name, so this year might be like time to get the jersey with a name. You know, you got to kind of alternate and vary it up a little bit. Sure, sure. Um, but yeah, you know, making making me think, making me think hard about it. I mean, I, it's 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 pretty cool. This is better than people buying a Baker Mayfield jersey when he when he got signed <laughs> by Carolina for sure. <laughs> We uh we still need to see what our jersey will look like this year. We should be getting one new jersey. Um, typically teams will get a new jersey every year, so one jersey lasts two seasons and then they alternate. Okay. Um, obviously with this being a brand new one jersey, is only going to get one year. Um, so we'll see what happens there. That might dictate the jersey purchase. Mm-hmm. Still looking for a good hat, Angel City. The blacks were nice last year. Black you know. clean. The blacks were clean. I think they should change the whites. I think the whites were just, a, that was a great first jersey. I think it's cool. It's super unique. Um, but I think the blacks are classic. And they got the Art Deco feel, which is just so in tune with the badge mm-hmm. and the crest. And you want to keep that kind of branding going. That changing yeah. up the white jersey feels like the move. Yeah. White's also a little easier to change the design with and mix it up more. Yeah, because the white was the one with the splashy like palm tree stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that seemed like the fun, creative one that they were like, "This is only going to be one season." It can yeah. be a little crazy. Yeah. And it's also kind of a cool thing, though, of like not to get like too uppity about it, but it's like you kind of had to have been there to get it, you know? Yeah. And that's the season one jersey. Yeah, no, I like it. So, but we'll see. I haven't heard anything about what the, when the new jersey will come or if. Even actually confirming it. That's just assuming they're doing it the same way every other soccer team does it. Yeah. So. But when's the draft? The 12th? I think it's in two days. It's coming up. Yeah. So we kind of have a a coronation at the number one spot, but that's going to be really exciting. Um, And then we have another pick in the fourth round. Yeah. So Um, we, we, we gave up our second and third rounds earlier. One of them, the second rounder was part of the acquiring Madison Hammond from the rain. And then the third rounder was actually in the Allie Riley trade to get her originally. Okay. Yeah. Well, both those turned into good players. Um, yeah. I mean, certainly Riley became a captain and like a mainstay and is doing interviews with men in blazers. I texted you like I was in yes. Seattle and looked up at a, at the TV and I was like, that's Allie Riley with like <laughs> talking to the men in blazers guys, like hit Kyle up about it. It was like, oh, hell yes. Yeah. No, that was super cool. So yeah. I think that's definitely worth a third round pick. Oh, totally. Um, totally. So yeah. But, but we'll see. I, um, I have a feeling there could be more trades. <laughs> Not with us necessarily, but just in general. Um, sure. 
seems like the trade the the draft brings it out i mean one of the, you know one of the things we struggle with in covering the team and the league in general is like trying to come up with storylines for randomness mm-hmm. and uh randomness does not generate storylines so unfortunately we're kind of but again you know we're we're reviewing the home games mostly talk about news when it comes out if news comes out if news doesn't yeah. come out we just don't really record because we don't have that much to talk about. So um, stay tuned here uh, and keep an ear in this space, not for breaking news, but for us to react a couple days later to said breaking news uh, and, and give you guys our spin and everything. But it is exactly. fun watching the space and, and we obviously know why this team is worth watching. I mean, another fun thing to talk about, I guess is, Julie Ehrman going out and saying like it's not an expensive move for a team that sees itself as being a billion dollar franchise within five years. So we got the uh, <laughs> he said money. What's money when you're going to be worth what a billion is, in five years? Seriously though, what is it? Huh? Fucking. That I mean, would be, manifesting at its finest here. See, yeah, I think that's a little ambitious. We'll see though. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I both kind of like love hearing the front office talk like that. And I'm also kind of like, oh, cringe, you yeah. know, at the same time, because, you know, the moves have to equal up to they do. what you're saying. And, and you know, saying that without having made this splashy number one move, you would kind of look like a clown. But, you know, the reality is like we went out and got like the top teenager in the country. And probably maybe the world at that point. I mean, Probably maybe the world. I mean, yeah, considering the stature of, of American women's soccer and yeah. specifically our, our high school and college system. I mean, how could that not be, you know, considered like the person um, yeah. coming out of high school? So, yeah, I mean, they went and did it. So they, they did put their money where their mouth is. Um, I think the championships then got to come and we got to start talking like championship city back-to-back mm-hmm. champions, you know, if we want to represent something more than just a regular women's soccer team, you're going to have to look significantly better than just regular women's soccer teams. Yeah. Um, and it's a tough sport to dominate. I mean, soccer in general is a tough sport to dominate. Yeah, exactly. And especially in a salary-capped league, soccer is like particularly tough to dominate. I mm-hmm. mean, even overseas, like people want to talk about how how top heavy these European leagues are and everything. Like it's still not easy to do what these teams are doing, even yeah. with the budgets that they have. Yeah. No. I mean, who's on top of the EPL right now? Arsenal, right? I think it's Arsenal. And it's like, you would look at Man City as the team that spent so much. And Newcastle's right up there with them now. Spent a bunch of money. Yeah. They got the new richest owners. Like I think their yeah. new owners are richer than Man City's, right? I think the... Qatari or Saudi money is is behind that. So yeah, I mean, you could spend a lot of money and you could want it really badly. I mean, even look at Wrexham, you yeah. know, like you could spend a lot of money and want it, but it's it's gonna be challenging to end up at the top of the table. And then in a playoff system with one 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 games, you know, gonna determine your fate, it's also difficult. Yeah. Right. <laughs> totally. Totally. So, so you're really going to need to be consistently at the top and kind of like knocking on that door consistently. Luck is going to have to break your way a little bit. 
I mean, this year we have VAR coming, so hopefully luck will be less yeah, of a part right. of it. <laughs> we got VAR coming, which I would assume also means we're using the top level of referees. Because I know for sure last year we were technically not using the top level of referees. And it showed. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So um, at the very least VAR, but I would assume we move up a level of ref with that as well. So cool. um, yeah. Yeah, VAR is going to be sick. <laughs> yeah, I just I like it for getting the penalty calls correct. You know, it's still kind of yeah. I hate the as as valuable as a penalty call is. I I do kind of hate seeing a missed penalty call uh, more than anything. You know, just getting the scoring going and rewarding yeah. attacking play. And I like how it allows them to just let the plays happen and then be like, we can go back to it. It's kind of like mm-hmm. that NFL approach where every scoring play is automatically reviewed. So it's just like, exactly. kind of like let it happen. Um, Same with like a close offsides call. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nothing worse than a person timing their run perfectly, but like an overly ambitious line mm-hmm. judge just like throwing the flag up and it's like, you don't even know what could have happened. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it's definitely, I think it's better for the sport, but I think it's also just like a very fan centric uh, approach. Yeah. And human error will still be involved. Oh yeah. Don't worry. You don't, you (laughs) think think you're getting away from that human error. You got, you got, (laughs) we got some news for you. There's still a human that has to push the VAR button somewhere in there. (laughs) It's a choice to go to VAR. Okay. It is. It is. They could still miss Miss the button or miss hit there. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but that's a lot of stuff that we just covered there, though. I mean, yeah, a lot of a lot of interesting things just happened. Um, the roster really, started really to take quickly. shape. Yeah, yeah. Well, and like we didn't even go into the fact that like the trade happened, and they were like, "Oh yeah, by the way, Alyssa hasn't actually committed to the draft yet." So there was this like, I know, like two days of like frantically refreshing Twitter and just being like. Has she done it? Has she done it? Has she done it? <laughs> Could you imagine? Yeah. I mean, nothing's guaranteed. So yeah, as soon as I saw that there was like, you know, it's like, but she hasn't registered for the draft yet. I was like, oh no. Yeah. Everyone was like, <laughs> it was like, everyone was like, oh my God, this is so cool. And then it was like, wait, 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 wait. Yet. <laughs> yeah. Scary so, times. But we made it. We made it. Alyssa, if, if you're listening to this, it's okay. We'll forgive you for this little scare, but for that for that two day period, um, yeah, it's gonna be a good second season, y'all. I'm yeah, excited. This is, this is already exciting. We got the draft, Challenge Cup news. Hopefully soon. Hopefully a schedule release coming up. Uh, preseason should be starting sooner rather than later, just in general. So, getting it going. Second season on a World Cup year. We're, get, well we're, get, we're getting the we're, World Cup year. We're getting the band back together. Let's go, y'all. Exciting. All right. Well, Kyle, thank you as always for weighing in and for your hottest of hot takes. <laughs> thank you, dude. Uh-huh. Always a pleasure to talk. Yeah, man. Looking forward to the next one. All right, guys. Stay cool. Hit us up on Twitter if you want to continue the chat. Um, Kyle is over there at ScobleVision. I'm over here on Twitter, just at Jeremy Wrist. Um, and we look forward to seeing y'all in the space and uh, and keeping it going. Let's go. Volemos. Let's go, Angel City. Let's go, Angel City. Bye, y'all. <laughs>